We're talking women's basketball. We had Big Ten Media Days yesterday. We're going to catch you up with everything we learned. And then we've got a 2024 football commit, Brady Pretzloff, joining the show. You are no locked on happens, Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota uh, Golden turns out, Gophers. Whatever turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Lockdown Golden Gophers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. And this is the bye week for football, so I want to make sure we start to get this coverage in for the other Gophers sports, including the Big Ten Media Days happening this week. We interviewed with a couple of the players and the coaches of the Minnesota Golden Gophers at yesterday's Big Ten Media Days. And I want to give you the lowdown, the update on what to expect with this Gophers women's team. So be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss out on any content moving forward. And on top of that, We'll be covering the men's basketball Big Ten Media Days tomorrow. Today, tomorrow, and the next day, we're going to have some 2024 commit interviews on the show, so you won't want to miss any of that. Be sure to follow wherever you get the podcast at Locked On Golden Gophers and subscribe on YouTube. Now, today's show is brought to you by the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app and create an account and use code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. Now, let's dive in. Let's talk about Gophers Women's Basketball Media Day because this conference is looking more stacked than ever. Now, representing the Minnesota Golden Gophers this year was head coach Don Platuite in her first year with the Gophers on top of three sophomore players in Amaya Battle, Mallory Heyer, and Mara Braun. Now, there are a lot of takeaways in this media days that you'll likely maybe be a little bit tentative, but also hopeful when it comes to the season. Now, there could be some some ups and some downs. It is year one, but I am really excited for this Gophers women's basketball team. Now, Coach Plitzwhite was sure to temper early expectations a little bit in this uh, uh I guess it wasn't a presser, but Big Ten Media Days, because they're learning a lot of the basic concepts right now. You only get a limited window to practice with the team in the offseason. Now, they had a little bit more practices because of their European tour, but in premise, she, she kind of premised the fact of how they want to handle situations, whether it be moving without the ball, how to play pick and rolls from different areas, how to... Um, break the press in certain areas, how to handle screens, high screens versus low screens, the adjustments, and more. She talked about it in detail, but the plan is to get a basic understanding right now of everything they possibly can and understanding a concept level of the knowledge and having that learned, but there isn't quite time to get a mastery over it, that intricate fine line details of like just knowing it like the back of your hand right now because there are too many things to bring in in year one. So right now they're getting really familiar with everything enough to recognize and react, but they might not be put putting in the fine details and fine tuning things until closer to season time as they prepare for specific matchups. So it'll be a big year of learning, a big year of getting the mastery over time and as they continue to go. And that might click, click, click and really hit by the time we get to that Big Ten play season. Now, that's a tough way to have to approach the season for sure. But with the change in style, it almost 
it, it makes a lot of sense with so much to incorporate in a very limited amount of time. Now, with that, it, lead, it led perfectly into my first question for Coach Plitzwhite, which was being such a young team and having so such a fine, detailed system of like video analysis and analytics and really incorporating the whys of understanding of why we do every single part and how to recognize it on the floor and it being so fine-tuned and intricate. How do you incorporate that with such a young team with 10 players that are sophomores or younger without overwhelming the players or leading to overthinking on the court. And to be honest, I was very impressed and encouraged by the answer. And I'm not even going to attempt to sum it up for you. I'd rather play it for you. So here is what Coach Don Plitzwhite had to say. You know, it's really, that's a great question. And this is what we've, this is a little bit nerdy. So you're ready for this answer? I'm ready. <laughs> so this was the actual the graphic that we showed them yesterday. There are three phases of acquiring a new skill. So there's the cognitive phase. You have to learn what to do. So that's through maybe film or maybe we walk through things. So we understand what we're supposed to do, what it could look like. And then the next part of, the, of skill acquisition is actually the associative phase. We're learning how to do something. We've done it in a drill, those type of things. Then there's the autonomous phase where we just do it and we've carried it over and we do it in different situations. So for us, we, and this is what I tried to say a little bit earlier, we get to the point where we're working on a skill and we feel like we, we know why we're doing it and we've done it a few times and then we feel pretty good because by day two or three of doing it, we're a lot better. But then we've got to go get ready for the next thing and so then we stop and so we can't really get to the, the parts that we hope become autonomous for us are the ability to make good decisions with the basketball in our hand, the ability to score it at the rim, the ability to recognize what shots are good shots, the ability to finish plays on both ends of the court. So some of those kind of toughness categories in some way, but then understanding the game, when you ask about how do you learn, we're, we're, we're still learning a lot of new things. Now, not only am I excited by the coaching style with the heavy incorporation of the video breakdowns and understanding uh, every the concept of why you're doing each and every movement and why you implement things certain ways, I mean, I was a video coordinator, so of course I love that approach, but I love the analytical approach long-term because it builds the floor IQ for the team and for your players, and the recognition over time allows you to be an elite team in the future, in future years even, in, in year three with uh, Mara Braun and Amaya Battle and others, and year two for Gigi and Nia Holloway, once they they get more and more immersed in it and they start to recognize things and things slow down for them and they can see it and instinctually react to what's happening. That is how you get elite teams that go far in tournaments. So as that continues to click in future years, it becomes more natural. And that is when this thing can get real fun. But when Coach Don Plitzewhite was asked about what she'll be looking for in the first few weeks of this season, here is what Coach P had to say. Well, I think the first, it, it, it was a very different year for us than it was our year at West Virginia in this regard. In order to play in a basketball game, you have to know how to do all these things. You've got to know how to attack in transition. You have to know how to get stops in transition. You have to know how to attack in a half court. You have to know how to attack in a half court against a man that's not switching, a man that is switching. They front the post. They play behind the post. They play behind the post and they dig in. They play behind the post and they double the post. Take the ball sideline out of bounds. Overseas, you can't throw it in the backcourt. You have to know how to, all those things. 
and all those things on the defensive end too. So it's just the, the breadth and depth of what you have to be prepared for is really great. The hard part is we talked about the skill acquisition as you're getting better and you move to new things, it's hard to feel like we are really good at those things, but we have them in, right? So now what we can do is we can go back and we can look at, we watch film of, let's say we're, we're trying to get better at using a, a high ball screen, let's say. Well, we can go back and we can watch film of us doing it in Europe and we all go, oh, that didn't look very good because we just had to get it in so that we were ready for it rather than really focus on being really good at it. You know, so then we spent, we came back and, and our, probably our, we had two weeks of preseason. So we took two weeks off so that they physically could recover. In our, then we had two weeks of preseason because our school year starts a little bit later. So our foreign tours back to, anyway, our second week of preseason was focused just on moving without the ball and screening and reading screens and those type of things. And it got a lot better. But then we had to move to the next thing. So the next week our movement, maybe our spacing got better, but our movement wasn't as good. And so for us in year one, it's, it's a lot of, we need to make sure by the time we get to, we have 30 days that we're allowed to practice. By the end of 30 days, we're ready for all those things again. But we feel really good about the core of things. What's gonna make us be able to separate? Well, our ability to finish plays, our ability to, get stops, our ability, those type of things. Now, I was very intrigued to say the least with this team. And come November, we will be giving them just as much coverage here at Lockdown Golden Gophers as the men's hoops team. And we'll even sprinkle in some men's hockey as well and have some experts come on for the hockey talk. But if, if you're ready for some hoops talk, you're ready for both men's and women's hoops, then definitely strap in and get ready because I'm going to be covering it a lot starting in November. So be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of that. Now, of the learnings of the entire day, we talked a lot about Coach Don Plitzway, but let's talk about what we learned about the players. First off, Nia Holloway isn't quite fully cleared for live action yet, but Minnesota hopes that in the next few weeks or month or so, they're not going to put a timetable on it, but they're hoping that it, it'll happen soon and she's really making a lot of progress so the expectation is still that she will play at some point in this season now speaking of players we're going down the line with different players and Gigi is one I want to talk about that's Grace Grachowski and she's very consistent coach Don Plitzway said she's steady and as a true freshman coming in that's impressive in its own right but they have been working with her to get more to attack more with the dribble and being able to um, attack in that manner. Usually you have to rein back, hone back on like, you don't need to dribble first. You don't need to do this. You can move without the ball. You can still catch and shoot, but she's kind of got that, that aspect down. So they're trying to encourage her to kind of push the basketball and attack even in her freshman year. Now she's played in an offensive style. That's very similar to coach puts white system. So she has been kind of familiar and picking up on things rather quickly on what they run in that transition has been smooth. Then you look at Mallory Heyer, who was one of the, the top players on the team last year, played a lot of the post role, but she isn't solely working as a post this offseason. She's working on her guard skills. She's working on the ability to come off the screen as opposed to setting the screens all the time. And so that's going to be a fun incorporation. I think it can really continue to uh develop her game moving forward. Then you've got Amaya Battle. She's focused on her jump shot and cutting down on the turnovers, making the right decisions for her team. Now, other coaches across the Big Ten 
had mentioned that when Amaya Battle gets going downhill, when she's attacking, she's a difficult player to stop because not only can she score on the drive effectively, but she is very good at creating for her teammates. So last season, coaches tended to play off of her a little bit and let her take the shot or prove that she could hit the shot. And that has been a main focus for her this offseason is correcting her form to improve her shooting and bring more consistency. Now the team and the coaches have been extremely encouraging of that as well and reaffirming the confidence that they have her in her in that develop in in that uh area of development according to coach Don Plitzway and I am really excited to see Amaya just find her groove and get going with that the jump shot and seeing it fall and then the confidence continue to swell with this player because she is very very talented and I think there's nowhere to go but up for her now you've got Maggie Zanano and Janae Sanders both were mentioned to have taken large strides this offseason by coach P and she has big expectations for them in this season now we talked about on Last week's show, I think Maggie Zanano could be an X factor for this team, could be maybe the sixth woman for this team that brings energy, brings life, brings an extra spark off the bench and scoring as well. So I'm excited for those two. Coach P mentioned that both Zanano and Sanders have both had the game start to slow down for them and it's helped them really elevate to that next step. Sophie Hart, the center transfer from North Carolina State, she'll be a big post presence for the Gophers in this upcoming season. They're still awaiting a waiver decision from the NCAA. Now, that's not to play. She's going to play next year, but they're waiting to see if she can get that extra year of eligibility since she transferred uh, after a few games of last season. They're trying to see if that won't count against her and she can still have three years of eligibility as opposed to two. So we'll keep you updated as we hear more on that. Then you've got Ajo Kamado and Ayana Johnson. Both are freshmen. Both will bring different post presence than what you'll see from Sophie Hart. They all have different strengths in that area and different ways that they can be used. So you might see different creative usage with the post players depending on who is that post presence in the game. Now, overall, I'm excited to see them. I'm excited to see kind of how how much they are able to grasp in this true freshman year, but I'm not I'm not out here setting the bar, setting expectations for them because this team has enough depth, has enough enough depth. Wow, mouthful there to not have to rush true freshmen to the floor. So it'll be awesome to see how they come along naturally and find their groove at the D1 level for hoops. And then finally, we got to talk about Mara Braun because Mara Braun talked about she wants to find more consistency this upcoming season and being able to slow the slow the game down for herself and let it come more naturally, let it come easier for her. And she also mentioned how USA three on three hoops, which she did for multiple uh, little stints this summer helped her with physicality and even mentioned how defensively they're going to take pride on that end of the floor and also that they have accountability on defense and accountability is everything when it comes to the defensive side of things. Now with Mara Brown, you could really see her holding her own on the defensive front when it came to the USA three on three basketball overseas, like I mentioned last week on the show. Now, on top of that, Coach P even mentioned she probably doesn't get enough credit in that department with her length, her aggressiveness, and her ability to play physically and tough and hold her own. So I'm really excited to see the year two leap from a lot of these players, but to see the development of this team and their chemistry. That was a question I asked the the players that we got to talk to. And overall, it seems like the team's chemistry seems to really be building up and improvement is taking a 
part across the board when it comes to player development. It could be a slightly slower start to find your groove and get the mastery of those details like we talked about. But overall, they'll have three games to really work out some kinks and get some familiarity with each other before they take on a likely ranked UConn opponent at the barn, which that game is nearly sold out. The tickets are flying. So if you want to get in there and see Paige Beckers and your young Minnesota Gophers team ready to hold their own, then you're going to want to go and get some tickets. But it's going to be a great season for the Minnesota Gophers women's basketball, and we'll have coverage for you on them here at Locked on Golden Gophers. Now we're going to move into an interview with 2024 commit Brady Pretzlaff. That's what's coming up next. First, I want to talk to you about new friend of the show, Prize Picks. If you like daily fantasy, then it's daily fantasy made easy for you. And boy, do I have the thing just for you that is Prize Picks because you can test your skills on Prize Picks this football season, and it's the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. On top of that, they have quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types to choose from. And that is what makes Prize Picks the number one fantasy app out there. So simply press over or under on player yardage totals or touchdowns for that week and other simple stat options. And if you hit on multiple, you can win up to 25 times your money. Now, you know, when I see that Darius Taylor rushing line next week versus Iowa, I'm going to be smashing the over because the kid always gets it done. So go to Prize Picks dot com slash locked on college or use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars so you put in a hundred dollars you get another hundred dollars that's two hundred dollars in your account you want to keep it low you want to put in 20 you get 20 back five gets five back you name it again going to prizepicks.com slash locked on college that's prizepicks.com slash locked on college and you can use a first time Deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. I also have to talk to you about our friends over at Game Time at GameTime.co. They are the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason because they've got killer deals for you on last minute ticket deals and their best price is guaranteed. So you can stop stressing about tickets and, oh, where are we going to sit? And, oh, is it going to be lower enough? Is it going to be higher? How are we going to, is our view going to be obstructed? You don't have to worry about that. You can just get hyped for the fun that you're going to have because you get images of the seats before you buy. So you know exactly what to expect. On top of that, you can buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you are set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone. So you never have to dig through your email or wait for the Wi-Fi to connect. Or do you have any signal? No, they're sent to your phone for easy pull-up. And on top of that, you get tickets without the stress with game time. So download the game time app and create an account and use code locked on college for $20 off your first purchase. Again, that's code locked on college for $20 on your first purchase after you download the game time app and create an account. Download game time today, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. 
You're listening to Lockdown Golden Gophers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Kane Robb, host of the show, and we are joined by 2024 commit Brady Pretzleff, and I am so excited to have you on the show today. This man is a tackling machine. Junior year, 115 tackles, and he's well on his way to that cracking that 100 number again. How are you doing, Brady? How is the season going for you so far? Yeah, I'm doing really well. Our team, uh, off to a really hot start. Uh, we were able to pick up another one yesterday to bring us to 7-0 on the season. You know, just looking to keep that rolling this year, enjoy the rest of my senior year, and keep winning. That's the goal right now. Absolutely. Now, so far in your career on the field, what would you say has been your favorite moment? What's one memory that just jumps out that you're like, man, I always look back to that and love it? Yeah, you know, there's been a lot throughout my high school. There's there's those big moments that you get in high school. I would say one, when I was younger, my sophomore year uh, against our rival school, everyone had them favored by quite a bit. They came into that undefeated, and we hadn't won a game yet with a younger team, and we uh, went into that one and won. So, I mean, those those type of wins, you know, those are huge, and that's something I look back to as a really good memory. And beating them again this year, you know, those are always the big ones, the high school rivalry. Absolutely. So those are my Absolutely. favorite ones for sure. Yeah, you were building the momentum up from that sophomore year, and you guys have continued to grow and develop clearly, starting off 7-0 and here in the senior year season as well. Now, yeah. when you were visiting schools, when you were doing all the recruiting, <clears throat> what were you specifically looking for when you were visiting schools as far as like play style or culture, and what made Minnesota feel like the right school for you? Yeah, uh, culture was a huge thing throughout my recruiting process. Me and my family uh, really understood, like, the impact that that'll have not just on the field but off the field with a really good culture and to be honest with you that's something that just jumped right off the board when i went out to minnesota right away you can just kind of feel that kind of family culture and that the coaches really care about their athletes so you know that was something really good and i was obviously able to develop a really good relationship with coach rossi and coach fleck and all those kind of things kind of played in my decision you know they develop uh, linebackers really well as we can see so you know, that was awesome to see also. So all those things together kind of made the decision pretty easy for me. And that's why I pulled the trigger pretty quickly on that. I love to hear it. And you know what else I love to see was your family converting the entire uh, downstairs or living room into like a yeah. gopher's den. I absolutely love it. How does it feel to have your family just all in and supporting you with your decision? Yeah, no, that's huge. They always told me, you know, they would help uh, guide me in whatever way. You just give their opinion on it and stuff. But at the end of the day, they left the decision down to me, and they've been 100% on board with uh, me and my decision. And it makes it easier. Like I said, they see the culture and, and what Coach Fleck does and how he cares about his athletes. So they love to see that, obviously, you know, as they're giving me off to, to the next chapter of my life. So it's great that they've been so supportive of my decision, and I couldn't thank them enough for all they've done for me to get me here. I love it. I love it. Now, let's look a little bit more at you. Now, in your own words, what do you think you have improved the most on individually from your junior to your senior year? I think a lot. Um, I put in a lot of time with uh, my trainer this offseason working on kind of speed. You know, that's something that I felt I could work on a little bit. And I think that's helped me a lot, uh, making sideline to sideline plays, you know, just always kind of looking back at film and a lot of the little stuff because I was able to kind of tune up on the bigger stuff getting into my junior year. And so I really looked at the little things where I can make uh, differences in that in that aspect. So going back, looking at film and then studying film week in and week out, those were all things that I knew I had to do and that would help me with this season. And those those are things that I think have been paying off so far this year. 
Awesome. Now I've heard from a couple of the 24 commits so far that the group chats can go crazy, lots of messages and sometimes yeah. late into the night. What would you say you really like about this class of Minnesota commits? And I guess who are you naturally just hitting it off with the most? Yeah, no, it's awesome. Like I said about that family type of culture, that's even carried out through the recruits like right now that aren't even there. So we're a really close class already. And yeah, the group chat's awesome to stay in touch and stuff. You know, some of the guys that I think I'm close to right off the bat were, are like Riley Sunrum and, and Mason Carrier, obviously the other linebacker commit, you know, just staying in touch with those guys and close with them. So when we go out there, it makes the transition a little easier. That's kind of how that's going right now. But yeah, definitely love the group of guys that are coming in, all great guys and obviously great athletes too. So I'm excited to go out and compete with them. For sure. And the Minnesota fans are excited to have you all here and committed for 2024. But I want to turn it to a little bit fun side, a little bit behind the scenes with you, Brady. Yeah. So first off, any nicknames that you have that you enjoy and you hope carry over to the next level? Or if there's some that you're like, oh, man, I don't want those anymore. We'll we'll leave those off the show. But yeah. any nicknames for you? <laughs> I guess uh, it, it hasn't been used uh, since I kind of moved over here to uh Gaylord, but back in my younger days, they like beast mode was a big one, but that's that's been uh not used for a little bit, but that's really the only one I've ever had other than you know just my name. So yeah, okay. that's kind of the play style I like to try to play with. But yeah, that was kind of uh younger, the little kid football, they they say beast mode, but yeah. Beast mode. I'm with it. Something I'm with like it. That, I yeah. can try to make yeah. it take off here again when yeah. we get into the seasons. But yeah, th those were right. more my running back days, though. So like more of that Marshawn okay. Lynch type of deal. But yeah, no. But yeah, that's hey, the only one I kind of had growing up. In the, so. We can still have a beast mode in the linebacker core as well. We need to lay the smack down, you know. So yeah, you bring definitely. the hit, you bring the pain. So we can make it happen. We'll see what happens there. But definitely. I want to know a little bit more about your hometown. What is your favorite thing about your hometown? Yeah, honestly, you know, I come from a smaller town, not a ton of uh, recruits up in this area, but the community is really close knit. And that's something that I think is awesome about these smaller type of towns. So, you know, they've all, all rallied behind me and supported me throughout this whole process, just like my family has. And, you know, those smaller towns, it's almost like a sense of family, you know, among us all, because you know everybody. It's not like a big city where, like, you'll see someone you don't know. Every Everywhere you go, like the store or whatever, you'll see someone congratulate you on your wins and stuff. And, you know, that's just awesome to have. And um, that, that's probably my favorite part about being here in Gaylord, for sure. I love it. I love it. Hey, town support is everything. And I'm glad that you have that backing you in your high school career. And hopefully it'll mm -hmm. continue to get bigger and bigger as you come to the big city. But Definitely. I want to know for you, away from football, what is yep. your favorite hobby? Favorite hobby? Uh, being up here in northern Michigan, I say I, probably fishing. I like to get out whenever I can in the summer and with my buddies. He has a little boat, nothing crazy, and just go out and fish and just kind of relax and get away from all the recruiting and football just for a little bit. Just kind of enjoy being a high school high school student with my buddies, go out fishing. I hunt a little bit and, you know, all those kind of northern Michigan uh, activities that you'd, you'd think of. That's kind of what I do the most for sure. For sure. I feel like we got to get a fish off going or something because now yeah. uh, Carol <laughs> mentioned fishing to me. You've mentioned yeah, fishing yep. last year. Zaquan Bryan was talking about fishing. Darius Taylor. Okay. We got to get yep. some Minnesota fish off going or something pretty soon here with all the fishing lovers coming into the program. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. <laughs> all right. So do you have a favorite NFL team or a team you pull for on Sundays at all? Yeah, I'm a big Bears fan. My dad, um, 
when he was younger watching Walter Payton and stuff that made him a Bears fan and then, you know, raised me up a Bears fan. And this season has been a little rough, but, you know, hopefully we can keep it rolling after that win we just got on Thursday night. Yeah, hopefully you can keep seeing flashes from Justin Fields and he can show yeah. himself as that franchise guy. But away Definitely. from the Bears, away from the Bears, still sticking maybe to either college or to the NFL, who are some players that you like to watch or study when it comes to the linebacker position? Yeah, number one, I'd probably say Fred Warner. I think he's doing it better than anyone right now and just his play style. Whenever they're on, I just try to watch him and, you know, try to take whatever I can from him because those elite level guys, obviously, they're doing they're doing pretty much everything right. So, you know, watching him and then seeing if he makes a certain read or takes on a certain block a certain way and then maybe try to apply that to my own game and make improvements wherever that can be done. That's he's definitely the guy that I look to first. Definitely. For sure. He's a staple on that San Francisco team. And I absolutely see why you would kind of draw to him when it comes to NFL wise. But away from football, then again, do you have any hidden talents or things that people wouldn't know about you? Ah, oh, man, I, I'm not sure. No, I, I don't think anything crazy like I can juggle. I guess you call that a hidden okay. talent or whatever. It's not like I can. Uh, I like to I'll sing, but I'm not going to say it's very good. So. Stuff like that. No, I don't really have any crazy hidden talents, you know, like some fun ones you might hear. I'm more just football and, and stuff like that. Everything else I enjoy, but I'm not really too talented at outside of sports. I'm sure you're being modest there. And juggling is still a talent. I'll give it to you. Yeah. I can't juggle. Hey, I'll I'm going to give that. you the talent straight up there. <laughs> yeah, right, I got a fun that. one. I got a fun one here for you. If you could have an NIL deal with any company or product in the world that best represents you, what would the NIL deal be? I'm going to be honest. I'm going to probably have to go with Qdoba. The amount that I go there, I, I love Qdoba. So if we could get that, you know, even if it's just free food, like I don't, I don't really care about the money right now. I'm just enjoying playing sports and working for that. But the amount I eat there, if they could cut me some free burrito deal or something, <laughs> I would love that for sure. We'll we'll get on the line with Qdoba yeah. real soon here and make sure we can maybe just get you a meal here and there. But what is yeah, it with Qdoba? Awesome. Is, it, is it the quesos or what stands out the most to you with Doba? Yeah, well, I mean, to be honest with you, in a smaller town, we don't have a ton of options like you would out in like the Twin Cities and stuff. But, you know, it's just like a like a pretty good meal, you know, like it's healthier than like other fast food options and it gets me my calories in. And I don't know, I just like how it tastes. I'm a big Mexican food fan, too, so. If I can get that quickly, you know, because I'm going from school to practice and back and forth. Right. So all those things, that, that makes me a big Qdoba fan for sure. Absolutely. All right. So I want to know who is your role model, whether it be a family member, a coach, multiple people, who are the role models in your life? Yeah, you know, honestly, the first that comes to mind, obviously, is the parents. They've done an amazing job of kind of showing me how hard work can pay off and just through every step of the way, teaching me something new, you know, and. I apply that to not only my on the field uh, successes that I've had, but I, off off the field as well. You know, the importance of school and all that and hard work were the main things that they kind of showed me from a young age that I, I took and kind of ran with it. But I got to thank them for, you know, instilling that in me. So those those are definitely my role models for sure. No doubt about it. My parents. For sure. All right. Quick hitter questions for you here. Gotcha. First one is, what is your favorite pregame or postgame meal? Any Mexican food. So I, I got to go with burrito. But pregame, I'm not sure if I would really mess with that. Pregame, I don't need a ton. That. So I get that. something light, something light pregame. 
Okay. Okay. And then go to TV show or movie, something you can watch over and over or what you're currently kind of into when you have the time. Yeah. Favorite movie of all time. I got to go the dark Knight. I love Heath Ledger and, and the Batman and all, and all that. I think that was an awesome movie. I can watch that anytime. Okay. And then do you have a go-to pregame music, uh, artist, uh, uh, genre? What, what are you listening to to get you in the mo- in the game mode? Yeah, I, I listen to pretty much just rap. Uh, some of my guys on the team have a really good aux right now, so I kind of let them handle that, and I just kind of enjoy whatever they throw on. So they've been doing a really okay. good job with that, though. Give me a hug for a game. Yep. All right, all right. Last fun question, then we'll kind of wrap it up with three or four more about football and you. But I got to know, if you had to pick one streaming platform, Netflix, HBO Max, Hulu, Prime, all of that, what's the go-to platform and what are you watching on it? I got to go with the classic. I got to go on uh, Netflix. That, that's probably my go-to right now. I, I've i been watching a lot of Narcos lately. I'm just kind of getting into that show. That's pretty interesting stuff. So I, I'm kind of on that right now. But I, Breaking okay. Bad is my, my favorite favorite series of all time. So, you know, that's on oh, there yeah, too. Yeah, that, so, you, that yeah, I mean, that's that a is, classic. You got to go with that one. So, yes, yeah. it's goaded but for I, sure. I, I feel Netflix. you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, Definitely. okay. All right, before we continue on with our interview with Brady Peretzloff, I want to talk to you about our friends over at Jace Medical because everyone should feel empowered to take care of themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. Now, with storms, shortages, pandemics, reliance on China, and supply chain issues, we need to be prepared more now than ever. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes is to get a Jace case filled is to fill out a simple online form. And in some cases, you jump on a quick call with one of their board certified physicians. From there, you get ongoing care from those physicians on any treatment related questions. And it is doctor created and doctor recommended. Now, back when it was the polar vortex in 2017, 2018, I was freaking out because we needed some antibiotics for an infection that my girlfriend at the time had. Now, everything was closed. The car wouldn't start. We had to wait on an Uber. We had to go to the pharmacy, but we were worried because we couldn't really find an online doctor. It took forever. It was taking way too long. It would have been way, way way easier and helpful on hand to have these five life-saving antibiotics on hand with a Jace case. So now you can do that. You can take advantage and have it on hand for you and your family in the times of emergency. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off by using code LOCKDOWN at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. All right, so we're going to move it back to football to kind of wrap this one up. But you're about halfway, a little over halfway through your senior season. What are some of the goals that you have as a team to finish out the season, but then also individually? Yeah, definitely um, take it one week at a time and, you know, just keep grinding through these wins. It's going to get a little tougher here coming into postseason. But, you know, I think everyone's goal is that state championship. You know, some some people are still doubting us because we're kind of newer to having this level of success. But at the end of the day, we, we don't go into any game expecting to lose, no matter, you know, whatever the odds are, whatever prospects they have. So, you know, that's the goal. Take it as far as we can and just go one week at a time. We'll have some good tests coming up. This next week, we have a, a reigning uh, state champion team that we're playing. So that'll be a good test. And then, you know, the week after to clinch the 
outright uh, conference championship. That's a huge goal we had. And, you know, then it's playoff time. And as far as we can take it from there, that's the, that's the plan. Okay. Okay. All right. I got to ask you, number 44 is your number, right? Yeah. Yep. What's the significance? What What makes you want that number? Is it just you were given it or you have a draw to it or what brings you to 44? Yeah. So my dad wore that. The same number okay. played linebacker also at Gladwin and went on to uh, Augustana College and, and wore 44. So that's kind of significance for me. Like I said, he's he's my one of my main role models. So I like to represent that number on the field for sure. I love that. I love that. The number is passing through the generations. Definitely. Two last final questions before we wrap yep. this thing up. The second to last one is what would you consider some strengths of yours that you bring to the field? And then what's something that you're looking to improve as you finish your senior year? Yeah, I think my main strengths are like my dad's been a coach, obviously. So I've been around the game for a long time. So I think just my um, my ability to kind of read plays and see what's going on on the field and kind of understand what the offense is trying to hit. that That's one of my main things I think I bring to the table. I would say physicality, too. I, I really love to hit. That's something that separates football from the other sports I played, you know, growing up and continue to play. So those are the main things, you know. Obviously, uh, just as I carry on to the next level, I'll, I'll keep working on my strength and, and speed and kind of the um, physical aspects of the game, you know, weight room, working with my trainer. Those are the things I think I can keep working on, obviously, as anyone really can. So, yeah, but that's kind of what I feel like I bring to the table and what I can keep working on to develop here. Awesome. Well, we wish you nothing but the best as you finish out your senior year, but I want you, I want to leave this last thing for you. What do the Gophers fans need to know about you? What do you want the Gophers fans to know as you get ready to finish out that year and then head to Dinkytown? Yeah, I just want them to know that uh, when I come there, I'm going to do everything I can to help uh, bring the Gophers as many wins as possible, whether that be right away or later on, I'll, I'll just keep working for that and yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm really excited to get out, and I'm really excited about uh, what Coach Fleck is doing at Minnesota, obviously, and I just can't wait to be out there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Brady, for taking the time to join us here at Lockdown Golden Gophers. You've got a fan in us here, and we'll be pulling for you the rest of your senior year and as you get to campus next year as well. But that's going to do it for us on today's episode of Lockdown Golden Gophers. Be sure to follow Brady on all of the social media platforms and stick along with him as he finishes out his senior year. We'll see you next time. Roll the boat, Sky, you might go Gophers, and don't forget to subscribe.